0: What's up, and welcome to episode 66 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me, the one and only Woody V. Hey,
1: great to be here, Robbie. Uh, Battling the flu this week, but uh, always got time to chop it up with you, my brother.
0: Showing great commitment to come on the show this week, mate, so we love that. So I hope you're feeling better soon, mate. So... All right, got an exciting show today, but before we get into that, just a reminder where to find us. Um, of course, you can look out for our show each week on YouTube, and the audio is available on all podcast channels. Please make sure you like, rate, subscribe, and tell a friend. All right, Woods, well, as we do, we're going to kick off with some jerseys. I'm not surprised you're rocking a King's jersey after that big for sure. weekend, but yeah, who you got for us today?
1: Yeah, I'll just stand up. Why don't you take the viewers through what I'm nice. wearing? The Woods are standing up. we in the Sydney
0: Kings, number zero. Justin Simon, jersey. So I know Woody was very impressed by Mr. Simon's efforts on the weekend. So nice looking jersey. There. Is that a heritage jersey? That one, or is that no, it's not. Ball? It's just the, uh, it's just the white ball. jersey, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like the white one. You know, we see the the purple ones around quite often. But, yeah, Justin um, Simon. I really like the way he came into this league in Illawarra, became defensive player of the year and left for yeah. a play in, in, in Germany and came back and obviously very topical to wear his jersey today after the performance that he put in. I actually went out on Twitter and said, look, that'll be – um, when we look back at, on some of the great performance in NBL Finals history, that's one that you can uh, point out, right, that that someone made such a big impact on the defensive end. Um, but, yeah, just a little bit about Justin Simon. Um, he is 26 years old. Um, he went to a couple of universities. So he started off at Arizona before going to St. John's and was undrafted in the 2019 uh, draft uh played a bit, spent a bit of time in the G League before coming to the Illawarra Hawks, uh, before going to play in Germany, and then back to Sydney. As I as I said, he won uh, Defensive Player of the Year in uh, in Illawarra. That was in 2021, and before before 2022, winning Defensive Player of the Year in Germany. He was also Big East Defensive Player of the Year in college in 2019 when he attended Saint John's. So you know, it's a guy who's made a name for himself on the defensive end. Who's really improved his game on the offensive end. He's he's able to hit that corner three now. Um, you don't see, uh, you know, Coach Buford drawing up plays for Justin Simon, but he always finds a way to get involved in the game, whether it be tip-ins or running the floor or getting a steal off of, uh, and then going and scoring on a fast break. Uh, he just finds ways to get involved in the game. I really like uh, what he brings to the table, Robbie.
0: Edwards, he can pretty much guard anyone on the floor, can't he? I mean, maybe some of those big fives he might not be able to guard, but certainly one to fours, like, you know, obviously we saw he was just making life tough for the breakers there. He's the sort of player to me I think every team would like to have on their roster, right? Just someone that can, you know, doesn't need the ball a lot. You know, you don't need him to go out and score, but what he can do on the defensive end. Um, you said how many steals he got, right? Was it, what, five or six or something? They six have, steals in what, the
1: game, game, four in that third crazy. quarter. Mm, you know, especially yeah. when, when, when you know, a star players went out, I'm sure we'll get into it later. He yeah. needed someone to step up, and, and, and he did that. And, and you know, he's a very selfless person, you know, a great teammate mm-hmm. from all reports. Uh, everyone likes playing with him. You know, he's got that great friendship still to this day with Tyler Harvey. Uh, yeah. And I've spoken to him quite a few times after games um, and just always willing to give his time to the kids and um, and to speak to the fans and just an all round quality guy. And I think uh, if Sydney could lock him up for a few more seasons, that would be great. A bit unfortunate not to get... Uh, on that ballot for defensive player of the year. I still find it mm-hmm. a travesty that he did it, but... Uh, he was- I think that could have maybe been
0: a misprint that he didn't get on that, but yeah, I think he's <laughs> yeah. making those um, selectors look a bit foolish now. So sure. yep. I appreciate that one, Woods. And yeah, we'll certainly talk a little bit more about this NBL um, final series coming up. So I'll just sort of talk about who I'm wearing today. Um I mentioned when I rocked the Jameson ones the other day, Woods, I'm surprised it took this long while. I'm equally surprised with this guy because you know how much I, love I know, this man. Guy, right? He's... Probably all time a top 10 favourite player for me all time. So that's how much I like this guy. So I'm talking about none other than Mr. Paul Millsap. So you can see hanging up there, I'm um, showing the um, Denver Nuggets blue Nike jersey. Thought I'd keep it a bit different this week. I think I've got at least five Millsap Hawks jerseys, but I thought I'd show a couple of the other teams that he played for. So as I mentioned, there's his Nuggets one, so a more recent one. But I'm wearing one from his uh, from the team that he started with. I'll just uh, stand up and show you that one now.
1: So Robbie's wearing the the white Paul Millsap number 24 jersey. As Robbie said, one of his all-time favorites. And I actually got a chance to watch him live. I don't know if you remember 10 years ago when I was at my uh, honeymoon in L.A. and. He threw a massive dunk down at Staples Center. You texted me going, did you see that Milsap dunk? And I was actually at the game at the time. So I don't nice. That. You know I
0: always have a soft spot for these number 24s as well, Woods,
1: given that's the number I've yep. always worn. So, yeah, for a sure. little bit
0: about uh, Milsap there. So, obviously, the one I'm wearing is his Utah Jazz white Adidas jersey. So, Millsap has played, I'll get a little bit more into that soon, 16 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by Utah at pick 47 in the 2006 draft out of Louisiana Tech. So an absolute steal as a second round pick there. Um, He's played with Utah, Atlanta, Denver, Brooklyn, and Philly. Um, pretty good accolades as well, Wood. So, four time All Star, as well as making an all defensive second team and an all rookie second team. Certainly, his best years were as a Hawk. Um, he's now 38 years old, has made close to $200 million in his career. So, it's been a pretty successful one there. Um, Interestingly enough, the only time in his career he was traded was actually in that Harden and Ben Simmons trade with Philly there. So, that's the only time he's actually been traded. So, currently remains a free agent, hasn't played a game this season um, after finishing with Philly last year. So, Look, 38 years old, very likely to retire now. I'd say someone would have picked him up if they hadn't already. But, yeah, just a great career from Paul Millsap there, someone I really enjoyed watching. You know damn straight I've got a bobblehead of him, Wood, so I thought I'd keep the mix to I've the theme, uh, the teams going there. So I've got his nice uh, Hawks jersey there. So, of course, he's rocking the number four when he's with the Hawks. Um, there. I think Kent Bazemore might have been holding that number 24 jersey when um, Millsap first got there. I could be wrong there, but... Could also be right there. Um, but yeah, definitely someone that I really like there. And um look, it's probably a shame he didn't sort of get another gig this year. I think he maybe could have been useful, but he did slow down a lot, didn't he? What was uh, what was your memories on, on Millsap there, Woods?
1: Look, funnily enough, I remember him most fondly in those Utah years, right? I know he came mm-hmm. and played for Atlanta Hawks and, and, and did some great things there, but just as a rookie and as a sophomore, just coming up, you know, and just making a name for himself, he was he was just creeping up there and people started talking about him a little bit more, a little bit more till he you know, went into that all-star territory, right? From a role player in his first couple of years, he made that uh, ascension very quickly. So I I remember that fondly, right?
0: Yeah, we talk about that Mitch Richmond test for players making the the Hall of Fame. He's going to be right on that cusp, isn't he? Four-time all-star, you know, as I said, defensive team, all-rookie second team there. So interesting to see whether he maybe gets in. He sort of, I guess, could be a little bit borderline, I guess, but those four all-star games have got to count for something, right?
1: also remember him being an ex- extremely good man. You know, any interview he 100%. gave or the way he spoke, very Softly eloquent. Softly spoken, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah lovely guy. So, yeah. And of course,
0: he had a younger brother, Elijah Millsap. That, he did. You know, had a cup of coffee in the league, yeah. played a little bit there. I believe he was last in the G League a year or so ago. Yeah. Yeah, so showing a bit of love to, to Mr. Paul Millsap there. So. Yeah. All right, Woods. Well, yeah, we've got a bit to talk about this week, right? So why don't we get into it with a little bit of quick hits? Um, sure thing, man. Look, we'll start off with something that I know you're pretty keen to talk about there. So um, that's, of course, the news this week, that um, Sydney Kings are losing their best player. Um, so, look, talk to me a little bit about that deal that Xavier Cook's got to play with the Washington Wizards commencing next season. Um, and how pleased for him are you?
1: Look, very pleased for him. From from all reports that actually happened a few weeks ago, and um, it was supposed to be, you know, uh, kept a secret till after the final series, but it got out, right? But mm. you know he deserves it. You know he's worked so hard over these last 12 to 18 months. Um, and I think you, you look at a team like the the Washington Wizards. There's automatically a role for him to play there, right? You know he's he's the type of guy who can probably play the four in the NBA, right? You know, um, mm. in in a small ball lineup. Um, he's a, he's a big man that can you know guard several positions. He can also create for himself from that four spot. Uh, and create for others. So I think he's he's got all the intangibles to be successful despite, you know, that knock on his shooting game. But I think it's a perfect fit for him, right? There's a lot of shooters there in, in, in Washington yeah. as well. Uh, I wanted so to yeah. ask you
0: about what you said there, Woods, with that shooting there. Look, do you think it's like a broken thing he's got? Do you think he can improve those free throws and at least sort of keeping people honest out, of, out from outside there?
1: Yeah, look, I'm, I mean, the free throw is something that's in his own control. But his three-point um, shooting has been okay this year. He's been shooting in the mid-30s. For the Sydney mm. Kings, albeit taking one or two attempts a game. Yeah. But you know, as long as he can like work on that corner three um and just as you said keep the keep the defense honest, that'd be great. He's gonna get some great shooting coaches in the NBA that are gonna be Definitely. able to work yeah. with him. Um but you just look at that lineup, they've got Paul they've got um who's our man, the, the center, Gafford, right? Right. There's yeah, yeah. there's a little bit of a hole there. That little tweener, you know, that he could role he can play off the yep. bench straight away. I think there's a straight away an opportunity for him to play. Um, and Mark Worthington um, spoke on the Has Been podcast this week recently about how um, he actually works as a scout for the Wizards now. So oh. he's he's actually been instrumental in helping this Xavier get signed here. Um, and a big, big part of the selling point was the fit that he has on that team, right, in terms of what he can do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you've got Carl Kuzma there as well. So, I mean, automatically, I'm looking forward to him making a contribution towards the end of this year and then obviously gaining a more. Uh, Steady, steady spot in that rotation next year because it is a guaranteed from water, a contract from what I hear for the rest of this year and next year mm-hmm. as well. So
0: so two follow-up questions
1: I've got there, Wood. So I know you're
0: a big fan of that. I think it's a cherry blossom-style pink sort of looking jersey. That oh, yeah, definitely. Um, how soon until you order a Xavier Cook's jersey a- a- that? As,
1: soon, as soon as they come, uh, as come available. Bowl, yeah. I think you'll get one too, right?
0: Uh, possibly we'll consider it. Yeah, I love getting those Aussies in the NBA jersey. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other one I'm thinking is, well, there has been some talk. Obviously, we know Sydney's got pretty deep pockets there, who they might replace him with. Um, Keanu Pinder's been yeah, mentioned. You'd be, yeah. be rapt to get him, wouldn't you? That would just be a ready-made replacement for the cooks, wouldn't it?
1: Would be rapt, man, to get Keanu. But I think you guys, Perth, will also, being a Perth boy, will throw a lot of money possibly. at him.
0: Do you know what yeah. I think, though? I mean, look, we talk, we joke, you know, all jokes aside about, you know, money and deep pockets and stuff like that. I think the Sydney option is attractive, given that they've got Luke Longley and Andrew Bogut. Like, if you're a young, big player in Australia and an Aussie guy there, why wouldn't you want to go to a team that can sort of give you those resources and you get to learn from two guys that have just had amazing NBA careers there? So I think that's a big lure for, for some of these younger, big guys to go to Sydney. So it'd be interesting to see what
1: happens there. But um, Well, Kian is just signed to go to, I think, Spain, or I think I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, Spain it is. Yep. Right? So... Yeah. He he played two years in, in Poland and in, in in before coming to the NBL. So mm. it wouldn't surprise me at all if he doesn't come back at all. No,
0: exactly. Spain. Look, if he's getting double the money playing in Spain, you know, as much as we'd love to have him here, why would you come back? It's a yeah. short career these guys have got and he's gotta obviously earn money for himself and his family. So we'll definitely watch this space. But yeah. all right, we'll appreciate that would so let's talk a little bit of NBA now. Um yeah. we'd start off with a guy who's just been on fire lately and everyone will know what I'm talking about when I say on fire, and that's none other than Dame Lillard. Um, Wanted to see your thoughts on how good this run have, has been. If he's um, obviously the 71-point performance. Um, also recently, he's got two triple-doubles. So he's only had three in his career. He's had two in the last 10 games. Um, he also set a record yesterday with um, career-high 17 games in a row, scoring more than 25 points. Um, what are your thoughts on Dame Dollar?
1: Oh, look, I mean, he's just such a loyal um, loyal player for, for Portland. He's been there his whole career, and um, he's gone through some ups and downs with injuries. Lately, there was actually th- thoughts of him being left off the all-star team this year, but he's really proved to everyone that he's still got it. At I think he must be 33 now, right? If I'm not mistaken. So yeah, getting that, on yeah. a bit in years, it's good to see him healthy and contributing. Obviously, Portland is probably going to be heading to the to the lottery likely, right? If I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Look, it's a shame, yeah. isn't
0: it, with how good he's playing sort of thing. I think the West is just there's too many teams fighting yep. for that final play-in spot there, you know, whether it's the Lakers or the Pelicans or, you know, they'll certainly be in the running there. And if he continues this, you never know. But they've certainly had a few injuries, like, from various players this year. I know Nurkic has been out for a little while now. So they need to get these guys yeah. healthy. But hasn't it been fun to watch? And I said to you earlier as well, I just love... um I love the way he plays, and he's just his temperament as well. He doesn't carry on like some of these guys you see and everything else like that. And, yeah, just really sort of, you know, good to to watch there. And um, Look, I didn't mention I was going to um, talk about this, but while we're talking about point guards in the West, we've got to talk a little bit about Jar Moran, right? So uh, I know we went on the Sports Blokes podcast on the weekend, so shout-out to Nathan Stew there, and we chatted a little bit about Jar Moran. Um, Look, it's big news in the moment, um, isn't it? With someone that's you know, been playing so well, obviously, you know, it's negative news for the NBA. But what's your take been on this whole saga so far?
1: Look, it's been spoken about in a lot of media outlets. But one thing that hasn't really been spoken about much was there was a locker room um, meeting, literally, probably a day or two before Jamal Moran got suspended. Right, mm. um, but just to let everyone know who's not aware, Jamal moran has been in a little bit of trouble um, involving the law with regards to possession of guns um assault assault and things like this is all hearsay. Mm. Uh albeit alleged, um, right? uh, yeah alleged so in the senate proven guilty, albeit he did post a um photo of himself potentially holding a gun in a strip club on Twitter, uh. which is a, a silly move. But anyway, what I was going back to was a game before um the the NBA went through suspending him or whatever. Um Steven Adams pulled the locker room together and he's like this is this is bullshit, right? Basically yeah. when we're on the road some of us are partying way too much, hanging out, not hanging out with their teammates, not going to dinner with their teammates, hanging out with their own friends, partying way too hard when we're out on the road, and I, I'm I'm not having any more of it. All right, and apparently yeah. that was directed straight at Jamal Moran. And and, sure. and and the thing is, like, this team only has one veteran. Okay, that's the problem. Yeah. When you have all these veterans on 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 a young ball club, they're here they to teach the youngsters how to handle themselves at the professional level and what to do. Very young team, Memphis. And Stephen Adams is really that only veteran there. So I Uh think having a few of those vets at the end of your bench to help out those younger guys, um, it can't be understated how important that is because that's something that Memphis... Missed the trick with this year, and that that could, could, have, could have cost them a little bit, yeah, with, with what Ja Morant's doing, right? Yeah, I mean, they lost today against the Lakers. So I should say
0: we're, the time of recording, it's uh, Wednesday, yeah. the 8th of March. So, look, personally, was I think he's got to decide which path he wants to go. Does he want to be Tupac Shakur and sort of, you know, live the thug lifestyle? Um, or does he yeah. want to actually be an NBA player, and, you know, have a positive um, influence on, you know, people and do everything like that? So, a little bit disappointing. Um, equally disappointing because I've got him in my Yahoo team that I'm... Yeah. Um, trying to get that championship win in, so I hope he comes soon for that. But um, I'll leave it with you, Woods. Um, he's been shooting the lights out this year and he's an absolute gun of a player. So, um, anyway, I'd say... And just, the just, back to, the just back to
1: Dame Lillard really quickly. So, 12th, 13th, sitting there in the Western Conference at the moment, so... It's unfortunate. that much isn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff oh well, look i thought we'd talk do a little bit of
0: hawks talk woods we haven't done that for a couple of weeks sure. now of course there was some recent big news there with the hawks um obviously parting ways with nate mcmillan and um signing a, a coach that was a hot commodity there in quinn schneider for a, a five-year deal which is a pretty big deal there it's a mixed result so far they've dropped a couple to miami the last few days and they're actually under 500 yep. now 32 and 33. um how do you feel about this move for the hawks so far
1: yeah, just keep flirting with five hundred all year almost, it seems like, right? Yeah, um yeah. look, I think Coach Snyder, we saw what a great coach he was in developing a young Utah team and taking them to uh, the level where they became a serious contender, right? So yeah. I I really like him. I've been a big fan of him. You know I'm a big fan of the players coach, you know, someone who's really good with his his players and I, I don't think Nate McMillan was that. I mean definitely can all not. Say that he wasn't. Definitely not. So I think um the Hawks we've done done the right thing by hiring someone like Quinn. But you got to give him some time with his group, right? You know, implement his his ideas, you know his his principles, and we'll see that those dividends pay probably next year more more so than this it's year. Tough right? coming I mean, in so late, isn't it? Definitely. You
0: see coaching changes mid to halfway through. I mean, we're talking 20 yeah. games left. He obviously doesn't have any assistance or anyone there. So I'm sure he'll probably get some of his guys on board for next season. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's a bit of a trial period, isn't it? Um, you know, we saw that trade there with Sadiq Bay. I've been, been liking the way he's been yeah, playing. Definitely. As much as he's taken a few minutes away from my boy, AJ Griffin there. But liking the way he's playing there. But it's just a strange team again. We've said that a lot this year. But yeah. they don't seem to be able to get a, you know, a winning streak or you know, much of a losing streak. They sort of lose one or two, win one or two, and they just hover you know, up, above or below 500 there. So I think they're still sitting in eighth spot there. We've got 18 know, no games left, right?
1: 18 yeah, games left. So if we can time. win 10, 12 of those games, you yeah. know, and then maybe a chance to push up to the sixth spot, you know, that's yeah, I've possible. I've thought that so many yeah. times this yeah. year, and you
0: keep seeing Miami above them, like, oh, can they catch Miami? Well, we just lost it, you know, home and away, sort of two games to Miami there. Yeah. Close games that we just couldn't get the. 32 and 37. Yeah. The Nets
1: are at 37 and 28, and we're at 32 and yeah, 33. Yeah, and they're fading a bit too, aren't they? they yeah, are. so I just think there's a there's a little scope there for us. I mean, We could even catch the Knicks, but I'm I'm sure we'll talk talk about the Knicks in a second. They're going to be hard to catch, right?
0: Nah, definitely. So, well, let's talk about the Knicks then, Wood. So, the hottest team in the NBA at the moment, aren't they? Um, They've just been so impressive to watch there. Um, My boy, Julius Randle, just recently got named Player of the Week. He's had a couple of game winners there, some big shots in Boston in those games there. Um, I know you've been enjoying this streak that they've got there. Tell us a little bit about what they're doing there.
1: Look, one guy that has really made an impact for them... Well, on and off the floor is Josh Hart, right? You know, just seamlessly fit in, fit into that team there, and it can't be um, forgotten what kind of impact that he's had straight away. And then an IQ, I mean, yep. damn, Emmanuel quickly, right? Um, nice, that guy's killing him. Isn't he a legit six man of the year? contender now, you yeah, think? Man, he could be. I mean, what did he have 38 the other night? I think um, Brunson was out for a little while, right? And he yeah, came in yeah, and missed, so, like, started that game,
0: game as well, right? Yep, so, yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I'm a big fan of his, and I think his, his game has gone to the next level really quickly, right? Um, And then you got to talk about Jalen Brunson. I think since the All-Star break, he's, what, second or third in the NBA in scoring. So you put together Julius Randle, Jalen, Jalen Brunson. Um, Barrett's large... played pretty
0: solid without getting much attention.
1: <clears throat> yep. And then, no, I'm reading that Derek Rose said he didn't want to be bought out despite not playing. Interesting, yeah. He said, look, I'm a locker room guy here at this point in my career. And all his teammates, the guys you mentioned, um, you know, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, Coach Tibbs, they all basically said, you know, he's really helping this ball club, almost a coach, another extension of the coaching staff and in practice and off the floor. And he could have easily asked for a buyout now and go to a contender. But that just says that the, that the um, you know, the... The way things are in that locker room is nice. There's camaraderie there, right? We haven't yeah. said that
0: a lot about the Knicks in recent years. So, look, it's always good for the NBA when the Knicks are, you know, that Madison Square Garden's rocking and the Knicks are sort of creating positive press. So, yeah, I've been enjoying enjoying this run. They've certainly got some guys yeah. on that team that I like there.
1: So, and when they when they when they didn't, you know, they missed out on that trade for Donovan Mitchell, right? I thought, damn, hmm. okay, they they missed out on one here, and they got Jalen Brunson. And I honestly thought after last year, Coach Tibbs. You know, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, maybe both of them would all be on, all be gone by now. But, yeah. to their credit, um, and, and, you know, you've got two New York teams doing well in, in the top six. They'd be a team <laughs> you wouldn't really want to play in the finals, no. would you, with that form no. playing?
0: And like you Definitely said, that no. team spirit and everything. So, all right, I wanted to talk a little bit about WNBL as well. One thing before we get on that, I just wanted to see your thoughts. I'm not sure if you saw it, but um, Giannis Antetokounmpo trying to get that triple-double yeah. the other day. Did you see that? Um Honestly, I think I'd, I've got to call it out. I thought that was really poor form. The first thing I thought when I did that, and i kind of laughing about it on Center and everything like that, I, th- I thought of three guys, right? I thought, I thought if of Trey, one. If Trey Young did that, if <laughs> Russell Westbrook did that, or if someone like James Harden or LeBron did that, they would be vilified in the media. they would be talk about it for days. Giannis did it, everyone kind of laughed it off. That was pretty poor form, I thought. Wow. Did, what was your take on that?
1: I thought of Ricky Davis straight away, man. Same, at least, same here. At least Shout he out to Ricky Davis. The, at least he... Shot it on the wrong team's rim, right? And actually Yeah. Because apparently just chucking against the backboard's not gonna give that nah, stupid man. That that is really like I mean I thought, it's I selfish, he was right? that. that
0: was a weird thing to do. I, yeah, I thought the, was you saw than... the Washington players' reaction like, what the hell are you doing, right? So yeah I'll tell you a funny
1: story as well that came out um you know, I think uh um I think it was um on the mismatch, right? It was um, what's his name? Memphis guy. Uh, just having a blank now, Kevin O'Connor's mate. Um
0: uh
1: Chris Vernon. Chris Vernon, Chris Vernon said, uh, so, uh, Chris friend." Verno said, I'm good friends with Tony Allen, right? And um, Tony Allen said when he first came into the NBA, um, Ricky Davis was like, 'I'll oh, come over to my house, come over to my house. And he didn't know many people, so he went over to Ricky Davis' house. And there's boxes of things, boxes of. He's like, "What are you doing? Are you moving or something?" He's like, "No, nah, man. They're all all star ballots. Every time my voice come over, I try to get them. I try to get them to vote for me, so I'll get into the all star game. So, you Jeez. know, that's Ricky Davis for you, man." So. Good story.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I just thought that was a great story. I thought I'd just mention that. I thought that was pretty
0: poor. And look, we should say as well, the league actually rescinded it. They sort of yep. go back and review all the stats and took that rebound away, so he didn't actually get a triple double. So I think justice prevailed in the end. Yep. So. All right, Woods, well, look, I know we're both really excited for these WNBL semifinals, right? So as I mentioned yep. before, it's Wednesday the 8th of March and actually kick off tonight with the, the cross-town um, rival in Melbourne there. But um, yeah, I just wanted to sort of talk to you a little bit about that. And obviously Townsville are on a real big run at the moment, aren't they? Um, certainly yeah. seem like they're the team to beat to me. Uh, but just wanted to get your two tips in the semi-finals. So as I mentioned, the Melbourne uh, cross-town rival with South Southside playing Melbourne, and then the other series uh, one versus four, which starts on Thursday with Townsville taking on Perth. So yeah what are your tips and thoughts for those two series
1: well I think talent's the left start there right uh what's it 12 in a row they've won if I'm not mistaken yeah just on fire right I mean we we were talking like
0: you know maybe a month ago last time we did a decent WNBL wrap and they were sort of around third or fourth then we were sort of hopeful they'd make it but geez they've just got crazy haven't
1: they yeah and, and look you know even with Steph Reed and Laura Nicholson sitting out at times now you've got Charlotte Hill on, on there and you know Courtney Woods and and Carly Samuelson. They've got a lot of a lot of firepower there that can you know match up with Perth, right? And I just think that yeah. they're going to be too strong in the end. And um, you know you you're taking that momentum going into the postseason. I think Townsville uh, have uh, I can't believe they're actually they made it. You know we, we, when we did our pr- predictions, as you said. Mm. We, we probably had him just outside the top four or maybe coming fourth right I think you maybe know. just sneaking into yeah. fourth didn't we and we probably yeah. didn't have
0: Perth there in all honesty did nah, we I think no. we are both probably surprised at Bendigo didn't make Bendigo it Bendigo
1: especially yeah, yeah. we thought, we said the three Melbourne teams and probably chance will sneak in there right yeah. we saw their coach
0: Shannon Seabom <coughs> got named coach of the year as well you hear the, the girls talk about him they actually love him as a coach don't they so I've heard everything, nothing but positive sort of you know things that people say about him how much they, he's helped their development and everything so a shout out to Shannon there um, <coughs> yeah what are your thoughts on obviously
1: this Melbourne series? Yeah, look, I mean the Boomers obviously have brought back a lot of their core from last year. There's a few replacements, mm-hmm. but um, you know, the Southside Flyers have even though they've lost Lauren Jackson, you know, they've 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 still, you know, stayed afloat after that. And yeah, you know, Maddie Rocky and 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 Sarah Blixars and, and those guys, they'll they'll need to just keep doing what they've been doing. And uh it's a it's a tough one to call. Obviously, um I think the boomers might just take it, but yeah. Man, it's a, it's a toss of a coin here, man. I'm, I'm Actually, you know what? I'm going to go Flyers, right? Okay, flyers nice. in three, yeah? I should say as well, in those
0: NBL, uh, WNBL awards that I spoke about before, um, shout out to Kayla George for winning the MVP there. It's just um, capped off an amazing sort of last 12 months with her. Obviously, you know, she became a a mother for the first time you yep. know, obviously the success playing for the opals and everything there so shout out to her and she's obviously you know heading on to the WNBA when this season finishes there so yeah really want to just encourage all our viewers and listeners to you know get out and support these WNBL semi-finals and grand final whether you're actually going to the games or if you can't do that certainly watch the games i believe they're all live you don't have to go on that random nine now or nine next or whatever they call it. I always forget that, Woods. But, um, you know, you can just watch that on, on KO or ESPN. So, yeah, get out and support those games and looking forward to some some good action there in the WMBL. All right, yeah. Woods. Well, I know you've been wanting to get to this part, so <clears throat> it's time we talk a little NBL. Um, yep. I know um, you've got a few things to say after those first two games. So, look, when we um, spoke last week, obviously, the, the finals hadn't started. So, Anyone that hasn't seen it, then the games are locked at one win apiece. Um, New Zealand winning the first game in Sydney and then just an amazingly gutsy win by the Kings in game two in New Zealand. Um, do you think they've got the series momentum back now, the Kings?
1: Definitely they do. Um, and I think uh, some, some coaching changes that Coach Weaver made in that, uh, sorry, not Coach Weaver, Coach Buford made in that second game, really, um, you know, going to a zone in that second half um, really changed the way... Uh, you know, the Kings went about things. And, and the New, New Zealand team, um, you know, they struggled it then. So I think um, also the performances of Justin Simon and the performances of uh, Kuat Noy and stuff really bodes well for, for the rest Gee, of the series.
0: Noy was huge in that game. I mean, obviously Simon got a lot of the attention with his defence there, but Noy did to get 20-plus points. He was a big factor in that game, wasn't he? Um, seems to be a player with confidence there. He has those games like that, and you can just see his... You know the, the the confidence on the court just lifting there. And for me, Woods, it was some of those bench players. Like we saw, um, you know, some of the the bench sort of role players there hitting big shots in the last quarter and that. And that's one thing we could say about Chase. He hasn't been afraid to go so no. you know eight, nine, ten men deep into that roster, and he he trusts that roster, doesn't he? Which is you know a big thing there.
1: And as I said, when when um, Walton and and Cooks went down, you know, mm. he straight away went to his own, and that really yeah. shut shut down. Uh, New Zealand, I think well, they were on 41 points after three quarters in that yeah, second crazy year. Right? Yeah, um, And I think he's, 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 he's worked out a strategy. From what I'm hearing as well, uh, let me just bring this up here. I just got a little bit of note here. So it looks like Xavier Cooks is de- de- declaring himself fit to play game three. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam has said surely he can't be 100% fit, but uh, uh, he, he talks about that corky that happened to Bryce Cotton a few years ago, as you recall, right? Um, yeah. And he compares it to that uh, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out Friday night. While Cook, Cooks has declared himself as fit to play, no, no such news has been declared on Walton Junior. So um, Cooks seems to think that Walton Junior will be good to go, but there's nothing that's come out, you know, definitively that he's going to play. But is I that just that, is that the cramp out.
0: from game one, or is there something else? it seems it must be a bloody bad. If cramp it's, if system. it's
1: just the cramp from game one, then then hmm. I I wouldn't think that it would be effect making set out most of that. That second yeah, yeah, game, right? So right. I think they're sweeping it under the rug a little bit, you know, just to you yeah. know, bit of, but yeah, know, really happy with the way after the way we performed in front of a huge home crowd in game one, which mm. was substandard, you know, the the changes we made were terrific. It was a bit of a um, risk to actually sit Cooksari, but apparently he could have played if they really wanted him to in that second yeah. game, but they kind of took um, a cautious approach and said if we're leading, then we'll just you know keep him out of the game and make sure that he's fine for for the next game, and it, it paid 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 off. No yeah. Obviously, um, on another note, Chris Golding signed to play with Coach Will Weaver in France on my yeah. mind. So that's yeah, why, yeah. That's why nah, I mentioned Coach Weaver. Yeah, so cool. You weren't quite living
0: in the past. Well, <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about game three there, Wood. So obviously you'll be going out there. You'll probably be rocking that jersey yeah. you're wearing now, I'd say. um, Yeah, what are your thoughts? What Give me some keys for this game three. I know there's obviously a big crowd expected, probably a little bit bigger than that, that game one when yeah. they were competing with a few concerts at Sydney Olympic Park. But yeah, give me, give me some of the keys for each team to be through there.
1: Yeah, Isaiah Liafa, I think, right? Um, mm-hmm. He needs to step up a little bit more. That's that's. I mean, he's he's had his moments during this series. Yeah. Um, that's one for New Zealand. Um, Ryan R- Rupert, like. Despite having a great season, he's almost become, you know, a, a surplus of their needs.
0: Has so, he played in these first two games, Woods? I'm not sure. I haven't yeah, noticed him. Out I
1: think he played only like nine or ten minutes in that last mm, game, right? Um, he yeah. did have more of an impact in game one. I know yeah. you you have thoughts about Barry Brown Jr. moving in that starting lineup, but I have a feeling that he'll coach. Coach will just stick. Coach my old stick, stick with, with them. them. Yeah. Um, well, before you go into Sydney, Woods, I
0: agree with the ones you said. For, we're talking New Zealand there. For me, Derek Pardon, I think he's been pretty quiet in his yep. first two games there. I think, um, you know, a few people have said probably Jordan Hunter's out, maybe potentially outplayed him in these first two games. So yeah. he's someone that needs to get going. I think he only had five or six shot attempts in that game too. There, we know his defense and rebounding are going to be always up there, but I think they need to get a little bit more offensively from him. But yeah, you know, I agree with Leafa. I and mean, obviously, right. we expect BMW to probably bounce back, you know, and repeat his first game efforts. But yeah, what about the Kings? What do you think the keys to victory for them are?
1: Look, I said it on, on the Sport Blogs podcast. Um, check out the show if you if you if you don't listen to it, guys. Great show coming up with Robbie and me. But what I said on that show was, guys like Kawhi and 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 Sean Bruce, we've seen them hit that, those game winners early in the year. We've seen um, uh, Co- Coach Buford go deep into his his rotations and play these guys at different times when injuries yeah. we were hit with injuries. So when this moment came, they were ready to step up, and we're gonna need more of that from them. Uh, from our role players in 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 game three, especially with the question mark over Xavier Cooks and um, uh, Derek Walton's fitness, and I think in front of a home crowd, that's when they've got an opportunity to thrive. So um, I expect DJ Vasiljevic to continue the good form that he's had so far in this series, mm-hmm. um, and also those role players to to understand that they're needed, especially now, and then they can contribute to winning a championship here. Um, and also that two two headed monster, you know, Tim Suarez, Jordi Hunter. At different times, they are able to impact the game on the defensive end in an in an outstanding way, and and you've seen that in this series so far, especially in game two, blocking shots at crucial times, you know, getting crucial rebounds, second shot opportunities for the team. So I think um, that two-headed monster needs to continue as as well, and um, understand that we may need to win this game without our two best players, right?
0: Uh, well said, Woods. I agree with all that. And look, got to say, really looking forward to it. I think we've been a little bit spoiled, haven't we, with so many NBL games on You You know, sort of getting five or six games a week. So I'm kind of like, you know, wanting more at the moment. It seems like such a yep. long time ago. It's Sunday already. So a couple of days to go for that game three. And then, of course, um, you know, we definitely get a, a game four, no matter what happens on um, Friday, yep. Sunday afternoon. I believe it's the same time as last week, four o'clock um, like Eastern Australian time. Um yep. Hope it goes to game five, I've got to say. It'll be interesting to see which team sort of, you know, keeps the home home court advantage. It's a big game, game three, isn't it? I mean, Say New Zealand is to steal this one again in Sydney Woods. If they're going back 2-1 with a chance to close it out, that'll be huge for them, right? So yeah. I think that would sort of put the pressure on there. But, yeah, equally so, you know, if Sydney you know, were to steal this one, well not steal it, but if they were to win this game three and, and go back there, you wonder whether New Zealand would kind of tighten up a little bit there in front of that big sort of home crowd there. So yeah. uh, bring on game three. Looking forward to that. And just before we um, sort of get on to the next bit as well, I we should say the NBL 1 East starts this weekend. So I believe it's the first of the NBL 1 um, competitions. Um, around Australia that actually starts this week. So um, really looking forward for that. I went out and watched the, the Hills Hornets practice game last week, their first home games awesome. in a fortnight. So looking forward for the commentary to start there. But, yeah, like we always say, you know, support your local team there, watch the games through the NBL One website. And I think all the different conferences this year are going to be bigger and better and really looking forward to it. So, all right, so back by popular demand, right, Woods? I know we haven't done it for a little while now, but I believe you might have a bit of a classic pack yeah. this
1: week. So this is one we haven't ever done before. The delivered,
0: right? You've got some packs. Yeah,
1: the 1990 Fleer. Wow. I actually have never opened one of these on the show before, so really excited about it.
0: A 33-year-old pack of basketball cards. That's pretty yeah. impressive
1: ones. Well, I remember how cool these were as
2: well. Oh. Hmm. All right.
1: Now he's a commentator, and he has one of the greatest Jerry Curls. Oh, it's got to be Michael Cage. They're left-handed. I think left-handed, boy. wasn't he? Yeah, he was a yeah. lefty,
0: yeah. Michael OK.: wow, Oh, I do remember this set now. Yeah, it's definitely That's going cool, back eh? a little bit. Show me the back of those woods. How are they looking? When was the last time someone looked like him in the NBA? Show us the front of that card again. When was the last time someone was rocking a Jerry Curl in the NBA? Probably about that time, right? I'll tell you who he reminds me of. Jerome. Coming to America. Jerome from Snowfall. He <laughs> doesn't. a bit <laughs> Shout
1: out the Snowfall. Yeah, we're in the, the, the 70s or
0: something. Yeah, you're
1: right with that one. 80s, 80s? Yeah, it's the 80s, 80s. Yeah, 70s, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Minnesota Timberwolves guard. He was on their uh, expansion team. He came over from LA. Um, was a scoring machine, man.
2: Anthony
1: uh, Powell? No, I'm talking about right handed guard who played at Detroit, LA before going bonkers in his first season. At Minnesota, averaging 23.2 points per game. Number 19.
0: Oh, Tony Campbell. Tony Campbell. Yeah, wow. Well, the number gave it away. Looks a bit like Stephen A. Smith in that picture. Um, yeah. Number 19 is a pretty random one, so I certainly remember that yeah. one. Yeah, he was a funny sort of player, Tony yeah. Campbell. He could certainly fill it up at
1: times. Absolute legend of the game. Um, struggled with some drug problems. You know, he was, he was part of that um, the issue with cocaine in the 70s and 80s. Number 6. Had a, a, an outstanding career with the Phoenix Suns before moving to Denver. Um, always a, you know, a, a flat-out point scorer. Uh, number six. Uh, he, he's a he guard. Sometimes played the forward position. He turned his life around after the problems he had and had a very, very successful NBA career. I'm talking about.
2: Like it on this score. Walter Davis. Oh, Walter Davis, of course. Yep. No, I need to think back a little
0: bit further. There, loving that uniform there. Yep. No, he was it was a good solo player, Walter Davis.
1: Okay. We have got quintessential white guy, number 43 forward from the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Jack Sigma? Nope. He, uh, in, in, in the 88, 89 season, he actually averaged 13.7 points per game. Um, he won he to out David Robinson as the best field goal prestige in eighty nine ninety season. He came off the bench to give San Antonio uh, the San Antonio front line some rest. After leaving Penn State in eighty one, he played his first three seasons of ball overseas. Not Dave. Talking about Frank
0: Bukowski. Oh, Frank Bukowski. Well, I remember him with the Bucks as well back in the day. Jeez, that's no. a name I haven't thought of for a while. These are a little bit earlier than these, um, there's yep. normal ones. They have some bit out of practice. Good
2: old Frank okay, Raleigh.
1: talking about um, Milwaukee Bucks guard. Um, came off the bench usually. Um, started off at Phoenix before going to Milwaukee. Um, he was second in the, in the team on, in scoring. <coughs> Led the Bucks in assists. Paul man,
0: Getting through it, Mike. Paul pressy. Oh, Jay Humphreys, James, I was thinking that. He was my second guess. Loving that old Bucks logo. Sorry, I, right. did, I was thinking that one. Woods, you're right there. you ready. You're right to keep going. You're <laughs> you're showing it. Woods, see yeah.
1: That's good, cool, mate. All right. Um, we've got Dallas Mavericks forward. Six foot five from the University of Notre Dame. He was an all-star. Uh, started off at Utah, then went to Detroit before moving to Dallas.
2: Doesn't I can't see his number on here.
1: Four, maybe? Famous, famous guy. Okay, so he would have been on this team with Lafayette, uh, Fat Lever and um, Rolando Blackman, maybe, was at that, at that time, was he? Park Goyer? Adrian Dantley. Oh, Dantley. Jeez, I'm not going very well today.
2: Yeah, nice. Yeah. Dantley certainly had a decent career, good scorer. Okay, okay, this one is awesome. I know you like this guy.
1: Um, Bruising forward, number 35. Um, He started off at Atlanta many years in, in our Hawks. Before moving to Sacramento in the 89-90 season, right? Oh, the big dog, Antoine Carr. Antoine Carr. Is he rocking the goggles there or is that
0: pre-goggles? Jeez, he's a big boy, isn't he pre-goggles there? Yeah, I was a big fan of Antoine Carr. He's did always we, been one of those guys I wanted to get his jersey. Woods, I've never been able to find one.
1: Did we mention him on the show recently? Um, he went to um, Wichita State, right? Wichita State, exactly. We he did him. too. I'm yeah. a matter but, of Rash- Rashad Kelly.
0: All right. All I'm not right. going to say a different surname that I always get mixed up. Rashad Kelly is all to matter. Yep.
1: matter. All right. Miami, Miami Heat guard, number 21. Um, This was his third year as a pro. Averaged 13 points, 12 points Kevin in his Edwards. first years. Kevin Edwards. You like that one, don't you? Back yeah. in form now. Interesting to see the heater rocking
0: those jerseys at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. All that nice noticed, the 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 it's a
1: nice-looking jersey, though. Okay. Shot. Okay. This guy will be forever known for being part of the shot. I'm talking about none other, none other than Cleveland Cavaliers guard. Oh, Craig Elo. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Another
1: former Atlanta Elo. Hawk
0: as well. Yeah. Nice. He was a solid player. Good shooter back in the day. But, yeah, he will always be remembered with Jordan jumping about two metres in the air and getting that winning shot over him in the Eastern Conference. How World. funny was
1: it when Ron Hubble was like, I got Mike, I got Mike, I got Mike. And the coach oh. was like, nah, Elo's got Mike. I don't yeah. know. Yeah you remember that? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> a few it. profanities were thrown. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: The famous center from the Portland Trial Blazers of that era, right? Is it a rest in peace? Kevin Duckworth?
0: Ah, it is Kevin Duckworth. Oh, shout out to Duck. Yeah, he's a big boy. Wasn't he? What's his listed height on the back there? Was it height and weight? Give me some of that.
1: Seven two seventy.
0: Seven um, Yeah. Wow, that's a big boy. Yeah, he was a he was a, a low down low, wasn't he in the post there?
1: So rest in peace to the duck. When we talk about Soranis, Marshallonis last week being one of the first European players to make an impact here in this league, there's another player that came around the same time as him uh, to the west coast. I'm Sabonis. talking about none other other than no, okay. He he came to oh yeah, okay. Sabonis was a similar time. There's three of them around mm-hmm. that time: two centers and one guard, right? Sabonis, Marshallonis, and who's the other centre who came yes. around? Late 80s.
0: Um, ooh, late 80s.
2: <laughs> what teams he for? Lakers. Oh, of course. Is he rocking a beard and a cigarette?
1: <laughs> no, no, cigarette. no
0: cigarette. but a beard, right? Yeah, of course, none other than Vladi
1: Debats. What does Dad <laughs> like to see? Vlad Divac.
0: <laughs> nice, Dad's a fan. <laughs> of course, he was in the, the trade for Kobe Bryant, wasn't he? The Charlotte yeah. Lakers trade back in the day.
1: Okay, another great center. Multiple-time All-Star. I'm not sure. Is he in the Hall of Fame? He may be in the Hall of Fame now. Um, storied career for New York. Um, Chicago. Um, I think he might have spent a little bit of time at Seattle before coming back to Chicago. Or did he? Oh he might not have been at Seattle. I know he's at New York and Chicago for sure. Played alongside Jordan. He had George tears Carver? in his eyes. Yes. Nice. Did, did he go to
0: Seattle for a little while? I don't remember him with Seattle, but no, no. you never know that. No, um, geez, he, he had an interesting looking shot, that guy, didn't he? Yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know what he was doing. Me and, me and
1: my brother tried to copy his technique <laughs> in the backyard, right? Yeah. Did you have any luck? Or... <laughs> no. no. We, we also, Okay, awesome, man. So, one of the greatest pure shooters ever, I would say. Um, most well known for his time in Utah. Um, playing alongside John Stockton and Karl Malone, but really made for his name for himself at Phoenix and also in Philadelphia. Was
0: he maybe a little bit horny?
1: He was. Jeff Hornacek. So that, I believe nice. the right pronunciation is Hornacek.
0: Well, I always called him Hornacek like they did there, but look at those shorts there, Woods. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, he was a solid player, wasn't he? He was in that Charles Barkley trade, I think, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: Oh, I I love this card. All right. When you talk about the great centers of all of that era, there's one that I stand out for me. Georgetown's finest. Got to Jamaica's be finest. Oh, I, Patrick Ewing. I got this card from back in the day. you remember? Oh, I got yeah. this very yeah. card from back in the day. These are some awesome yeah. cards, man. This is just so They're not start. bad, it's, hey. it's, it's, Jeez, we've got a lot of
0: centers in this pack, haven't we? It's like a pack of centers.
1: And yeah, we've got this guys' cards so many times. We always talk about how he was never as good a GM as he was a player. Um, Michael Number Jordan's from Detroit, right? Joe Dumas. Hell of a pack, though. Not bad. Decent one, isn't it? Yeah, hell of a pack. We've got Ewing, Dumas, Hornacek, Bill Cartwright, Ruddy Divac, Kevin Duckworth, Craig Elo, Kevin Edwards, Antoine Carr, Adrian Dantley, Jay Humphreys, Frank Burkowski, Walter Davis, Tony Campbell, and Michael Cage. So what, no real no-names there. You know, we've sort of occasionally pulled, like, who the heck's that
0: guy? All of them, we've sort of got a bit of a story yeah, to yeah. tell and everything like that. So I'm glad I yeah. picked it up at the end there. I started off a bit slow, but good stuff, Woods. I enjoyed the, awesome. the retro flare Pack there. So, well, look, firstly, thanks for getting through the show today, Woods. I know you're obviously not feeling great. You're probably going to rest up and maybe lay in yep. bed and watch some of that WNBL tonight. But, um, yeah, I will. I yeah. will. Yeah. Just wanted to really thank everyone for tuning in for another show. I also wanted to thank everyone for all the support and, um, you know, feedback we had for last week's show with um, Brian Brownfield for St. Mary's. Um. Got a lot of um, people that sort of, you know, seem to enjoy that one. So appreciate that. Um, just a reminder where you can find us, um, of course, on YouTube. Um, obviously, on Twitter, we're at Throwback Hoops. Instagram, we're throwback.hoops. And, of course, our email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, what about yourself, Woods?
1: No, thanks okay. for everyone's ongoing support. Patreon is obviously there. Sorry if I was a bit off colour today, just uh, felt a bit under the weather, but uh, I should be back to full health and... Ready to rock and roll from next week, guys.
0: Woods, I want to mention the Patreon thing as well. I had a few people sort of reach out to me this week and say, look, we're loving what you're doing with the show. We watch it every week. You guys must be raking some money in now, right? And I actually sort of explain, well, look, honestly, um, there's a lot of costs associated with doing a podcast, all the weekly subscriptions, um, pod feeder sort of cost. So we're actually still in the red at the moment. So if anyone sort of really likes our show and listens and watches each week, we'd love if you could, you know, make a small sort of um, contribution to the Patreon account. You certainly don't have to, but if you did, we would certainly appreciate that as well. So appreciate everyone right,
1: that has up to date. Absolutely it. would. So we'll,
0: yeah, look certainly um you yeah, know next week looking forward to sort of talk about it. So we'll actually see if it goes to game five that will be Wednesday. So we could potentially if it's going to game five, you know, hold that yeah. hold that back another day. We'll see how we go there. But um yeah, I just wanted to really thank everyone for tuning in and a big peace out from the Throwback Hooks Group. Peace out
1: guys <laughs>